Today, I want to uh, I want to talk about living with purpose. Living with purpose. Uh, you know, I think sometimes um, you know we get so wrapped up in things. We get busy. Uh, we're, we're, we're trying to relax. We're trying to have fun, and we need to do all those things. We're trying to, you know, draw, pull away from the busyness and the work and the the pressure and all the responsibilities. And we need to do that. But I think sometimes, if we're not careful, we pull away from everything to the point where we go. I don't even know why I'm alive. I just I'm just going to live day to day, you know, because life becomes so heavy and so pressure filled sometimes. But I think we've got to go back. And say, God, why did you create me? I love what Joe shared this morning. That God created us in his image to be generous, to be a life. God is a life-giving God. He gave life to us. That's how he created us, to be life-giving people. How do we do that? Through his plan. His plan. And so this morning, let me just uh, start with a couple of verses. This is Genesis chapter 12. And, and actually, the last verse here is kind of the verse that you'll find on the faith promise card. Um, yeah, anyway, I don't know if it got on there, but any, at any route, this is the thought that I have for, uh, uh, for missions. But let me read this. This is uh, Genesis 12, verses 1, uh, beginning here. Uh, the Lord said to Abram, who eventually was turned, changed his name to Abraham, which means father of many nations. He says, leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you, and I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. Make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. And I will bless those who, uh, and I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who treat you with contempt. And I love this last part. He says, "And all the families of the earth will be blessed through you." Now, here's the thing: we might read this and go, "That's the 12th chapter of Genesis, man. That's the beginning of basically." Everything. I mean, come on, man. I mean, man, that's a long time. Who was who Abraham? We might have that thought. Oh, I know who Abraham is. How do I connect? You know, I might say to Araceli, we're related, but the truth is we're related to Abraham. And you might say, how are we related to Abraham? I want you to look at uh, Galatians chapter 3, verse 26 and through 29. Because the promises and the, the things that God said to Abraham here, Abram, that eventually changed his name to Abraham, those promises are to us. And so let me read this. He says, for all, uh, for all are children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. If you have faith in Christ, we're children of God. If we've made Jesus our Lord, then we're children of God. That's settled. I mean, I don't think there's a question on that. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ, like putting on new clothes. There is no longer Jew or Gentile. Slave or free, talking about in Christ, okay? Uh, male or female, for you are all one in Christ now, and now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are heirs of, and, God, and God's promises to Abraham belong to you. That's how God's promises belong to us. And the promises are this. So let me read this to you again. But I'm talking about living with purpose, not just living and existing and say, well, you know what? I just walk around in the blessing. We have to be purpose-filled and full. Not just every now and then thinking, oh, you know what? Maybe I ought to do something. Well, God, you got something for me to do? Yeah, I love the, the, uh, the shirt that... Uh, my, grand, my granddaughter goes to the school here, uh, the Christian school right around the corner over here. And uh, 
they have a shirt, and I, I don't know exactly what the saying is. I can't pull it out right now, but it's something along the lines of we're living with purpose, people with a purpose. That's who we are. And if we don't know what the purpose is, then we have to go back and we have to say, what is the purpose? Let me tell you the purpose. Let me read it again. Genesis chapter 12, 1 and 2. He says, the Lord said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives, your father's family, and go to a land that I'll show you. And he says, and this is the promises that he's making. I am going to make you into a great nation. And he says, and I will bless you and make you famous. That word famous is a little whatever, off-putting in my opinion. It's just people are going to know who you are because of your generosity, as Joe said, because of your kindness, because of your willingness to do whatever it takes to make sure that others around us are being helped, that we are the hands and the feet of Jesus. We're the heart of God. That's who we are. That's who we are. That's how we're called to live. We're not called to live like, ooh, get away from that, that, that dirty old world. And he goes on and he says, and I will, uh, and you will be, uh, and you will be a blessing to others. I'm going to bless you and make you famous. I'm going to make your name great, another translation says. And you're going to be a blessing to others. You already are. But there's more. And the thing is, God's not going to require more if he doesn't give you more. And when I say give you more, I'm not talking about cha-ching necessarily. I'm talking about a heart. I'm talking about an idea, a grace. The word, his hands and feet. Sometimes... I need someone. I'm just saying for me, and I think all of us could say this. Sometimes we just need somebody to give us a call and say, hey, man, I just want you to know I'm thinking about you. You're doing all right? Man, I love you. Man, I've been praying for you. Man, is there anything I can do? Sometimes we just need someone to come alongside and to just tell us that we're important. You matter. Sometimes. Well, that's one of the things that we can do as Christians. Rather than pointing out the, the stuff that's going on in the world around us, oh, man, things are going to, to heck in a, in a handbasket. Oh, man, did you see what's happening here? Did you see what's happening there? I see it all. But you know what? I need to make sure I see the hand of God and the promise of God and the love of God and the purpose of God for why I live. I'm not here God didn't put us here to live in a cave and to hide and to say, oh, come quickly, Lord Jesus, because I don't know if we're going to make it if we don't, if you don't do something quick. God's called us to live on the offensive, if I can say it that way. Not defensive. God is our defender. God is the one that defends us. I will bless those that bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt or disrespect Sometimes I feel like that, you know, when, well, the reason why I don't know about sharing my faith with people is because they'll just they'll put me down in there. You know what? I'm not, I'm not in a popularity contest. If people like me, that's great. If they don't, I'm, if it's because I'm being an idiot, then shame on me. But if they don't like me because of what I live for, the, the values that I live by, well, then I can't do anything about that. But I still need to make sure, we still need to make sure that people understand and know what the values are for why we live. What's the purpose? Why are you doing this? Why do you live this way? Oh, man, there's a God in heaven that loves us. He's loved me so much that he sent his son to die on a cross. And we might say, I don't know if they'll believe that. Romans 1, verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to save the lost. What, what is the power of God? The message of Christ. The message of Jesus coming into the world. That's the message. It's not like, well, you ought to go to church. That's not the message of Christ. Sure, they ought to come. It's not, it's not well, you know, if you give in the offering, that's not the message. 
That's just a part of the thing that, that the life that we begin to live. What's the message that God tells us to share is that God was in Christ redeeming the world to himself. And see, people won't even know those words. So make it simple. God loves you so much that he's sent to die on a cross. Him to die on a cross for us that our sin could be forgiven. And, you know, people can understand that. And the thing is, is what if they don't receive it? We've planted a seed. We've planted a seed. And that's who we are. We are sowers. We're sowers and goers. Wherever you go, you need to be willing to sow. Wherever you find yourself, you need to be willing to to share in some way, shape, or form. And, you know, and I know, you know, I remember years ago we had... um, we used to do door-to-door. We don't do that anymore, man. I don't want to get shot. But we used to go door-to-door. And we'd knock on doors. This is back when people were pretty cordial. And, you know, if they didn't want to talk, they'd say, I'm sorry, I don't have time right now. Or they just wouldn't open the door. But the thing is, now, if you go on property, and I, I get it. I get it, man. I mean, there's so much weirdness out there. But I remember we were at the park one time, and uh, we were, you know, passing out tracks and just not bugging people because the people, they're picnicking. We would, hey, can I give you this? Yeah, hey, have a good time. And if they wanted to talk, we would talk. But then I remember there was another time I was there, and there was another group. And I know they love Jesus, but, man, let me just say they were doing it weird. They were doing what they were doing weird. They were confronting and criticizing and condemning, and, and, and it was like, I'm thinking, God, the reason, I, God, here it is. The reason I don't want to go and share the message is because there's so much weirdness out there. And the Lord said, I know. I know. He said, then you just go and don't be weird then. I'm thinking, that's not what I wanted to hear. I, I, you know, yeah, so I'm off the hook. No. Continue to go and continue to share the message of, of the hope that is inside of you. We have to have an answer for the hope, if we have hope. And sometimes we don't know. I don't know if I have hope or not. And I'm not talking about for your favorite team winning the, the Super Bowl or the World Series or whatever. I'm talking about hope for eternity. People may not talk about that. They may not bring that up, you know, just on the fly. I, just, I was thinking about eternity. I was just thinking, people usually, they don't usually openly share about that. Unless they're, you know, someone you know. But people usually don't start a conversation like that. Hey, man, what you doing? Oh, I just you're thinking about eternity. They usually don't do that. Usually that's after a little bit of a conversation, some relationship building, and then they begin to talk and to share a little bit. The thing is, is maybe people don't ask you. Maybe they don't openly ask us what the hope is of our lives. But I'm going to tell you right now, if we can find an open door to share the message of Christ and not make it weird, I just have to emphasize, don't make it weird. People are, there's so much weirdness in the world right now, so much weirdness, so much shoving things down people's throats and you got to do this and if you don't do that, then you're the enemy and if you don't do that, you're of the devil and if you don't do that, you're going to go straight to hell. All I know is I feel like that if God has called us and blessed us with the blessings that he's given to Abraham, let me read this again. Now that you belong to Christ, you are true children of Abraham. You are heirs, and the promises of Abraham belong to you. What are those promises? I love the last verse. 
in the, in the passages we read earlier, that all the families of the earth will be blessed through you. Think about that. Can we somehow touch, oh, can we touch all the families of the earth? I don't even think I can touch all the families in this city. Well, if I touch one and you touch one and you touch one and I touch two and you touch two and they touch two and they touch three, whatever. I'm telling you, it's not about me personally. It's about the body of Christ being alive in the community. And, not, and see, here's the thing. If we, if we realize, if we'll stop and realize that God's blessed us to be a blessing, and don't, don't take anything away from being blessed. Oh, you know, God, God would do much better if I were in poverty. I could relate to more people. Well, that's, if you have that view, that's fine, I guess. But that's not what the Lord tells us. He wants you to be blessed. And that word blessed is, is a word that means more happy, to be envied. Why would anybody envy my life if I'm scratching around trying to make ends meet all the time? And I'm not saying if we're living at that. I've been to that place. I've been in that place. But I think God wants to bless us, bless his people, bless the church so that we can be a blessing. It's hard for me to be a blessing to others when I am only, always, I'm always worrying and concerned about how I'm going to get by. I don't know if this is going to work out. I don't know. This might be the end. Oh, I might lose this and this might be, oh, it may never, oh, it's all. Come on. Come on, church. I'm telling you that God's called us and he wants to bless us. Those of us that are in Christ, he wants us to receive the blessing. How do we receive it? By obedience. By being obedient. By being obedient to do what the Lord tells us. And let me tell you, God's not going to ask you or me to do something that he's not going to help us with. You know, if I were to find you or you were to find me and we were to be sitting by ourselves somewhere and I were to basically, hey, tell me about how, where you went to school. Tell me where you grew up. I mean, I ask all these kind of questions. What do I ask those questions for? It's a door opener. Wow, that's awesome. I went to that school too. Oh, you did? Did you grow up here? No, I grew up in wherever. Oh, I know a guy that lives there. Man, is that a nice place still? Whatever. We just find ways to open conversations. Why? Because we are the, we're people that have a purpose and our purpose is to get the gospel to every person. Go back to Romans 1.16. Church, here's, here's basically what we need to know, be aware of. Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And you might say, well, I'm not ashamed of it either. I don't think he's talking about, oh, I don't want anybody to know I believe that. I think he's saying, if people accept it, that's fine. If they don't, I'm still going to share this truth, the gospel of Christ, that the gospel is the power of God to save every lost person. It's the, go the gospel is the power of God to save your family, to save your neighbors. The gospel is the power of God, holds the power of God to make changes in your children, to bring them back, the gospel. And the thing is, the gospel is not going to do anybody any good. It will do no one any good if it doesn't get shared. And I'm looking at a lot of people today that probably the enemy would come to us and say, well, oh, people don't want to hear that. They, they laugh at me because I go to church, or they, I don't want to talk about that God stuff. The truth is, 
you know, my own, in my own family, I, uh, when I came to Christ, uh, the only ones really that were uh, practicing, or I don't even know if I like that word, but uh, really living the life for Christ was one of my uncles, my Uncle Jewel. And he was taking his family to church, so they were, you know, connected, and they were going to church, and then I didn't want to go. Hey, Tom, why don't you go to church with us? Mm, I think I'm busy. And I was only probably 13 years old at that time. He started inviting me. But when finally I did go, I'll tell you the reason I went, because I saw something in his life that I wanted. I saw stability. I saw a continual love. He never counted me out. He never spoke down to me. He always included me in things that he would do with his family. And it took a while. I'm going to say it probably took, well, when he began to become more focused on me as far as helping me to get into church and to hear the gospel, and he shared the gospel with me, it probably took three years before I even said, okay. And when I went, I was, you know, only there for a short amount of time. And that seed that he had planted began to grow. So it took years for me. Don't discount your testimony. Don't discount the testimony of your life. You know, when everybody's going off to do something, you're going, nah, I, don't want to, I can't do that. And you don't go, I'm not criticizing them. But you know what? When they, why, why, why don't they go? I don't know. They begin to see a difference. And it's not, listen, what saves us and what gives us eternal life is not what we do and don't do. Well, I don't do this. Oh, you, you're saved then. Oh, I do this. Oh, well, you're not saved then. None of that. None of that. Let me tell you what makes the difference in a soul. It's the fact that they receive Christ. And I know this is basic, this is simple, this is... But here's the thing. People don't want to hear a bunch of deep doctrinal argumentative stuff. You know what we need to deposit? Hope. Hope. The purpose for why we live is to share the life that we have. We are a life-giving people. If Christ is in our life, then we have something to share. And that's the message of hope, the life that God has given. I just want to say to you this morning that God has created you to be blessed. And blessing is way more than just a big bank account. It's way more than having the newest and the latest and the greatest. And I'm not against any of that. I think being blessed means that, man, I know I know, who, I know who my creator is, and I understand that he's died, he sent his son to die. That's to me, is being blessed. And then God can add anything else he wants to us. Sometimes being blessed can be, I think Joe read it, that affluence. I was going to say, I think I'm going to go get me an affluence shot. I don't want to live for that stuff. And there's no end to it. I need a new one. I need a bigger one. I need a shinier one. I need a faster one. I needed this, I needed that, I needed this. And all the while, we're missing the purpose for why we live. I had a whole bunch of other stuff, but I don't think I'm going to go with this this morning. I think this morning, what I want to do is I just want to talk for a second, a couple minutes more about this last verse. That basically, the Lord says, I will bless all the families on the earth through you. I think people, sometimes we're waiting for God to do something and he's done everything he's going to do in the sense of if we'll do what he tells us. So God, 
You're going to bless all the families of the earth through us. How are you going to do that? Well, do you have hope? Do you have a knowledge of God's love and God's forgiveness? Do we? Well, yeah, but I'm not a good preacher. That's okay. It's probably better that you're not because I have a fear of stopping. Hopefully you don't. You can share what's on your heart. Did you get that? Fear of stopping? Yeah. Sometimes I have a fear of stopping. I haven't said enough. Sometimes they don't, people don't need all of the everything that we've ever heard and all the little accolades and all the little mottos and all the little things that we heard and all the little illustrations. Maybe sometimes people want to know, when I lay my head down at night and I, I know that I'm in the Lord's hands, that's, sometimes that's all people need to know. Rather than teaching big massive amounts of doctrine, well, what do you think about the seven heads of the beast? He's got seven heads? I didn't know that. Well, let me tell you what the third head means. Honestly, well, you're not interested in that stuff? No. <laughs> I'll read it. <laughs> but I'm not interested in, in, in telling the world that. The message that we are called to share with the world around us is that God was in Christ reaching out to every single person that God loved the world so much that he sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross. If you're sitting here today and you can say, man, you know, I'm born again. uh, My sin is forgiven. It's because you have responded to that message that God loved you so much that he sent Jesus to die on a cross for your sin. If you're online... This is the truth. If you're sitting there today and you know that if you were to die today, you know, uh, I used to use this. Dana told me she didn't like it, but I'm going to say it one more time. You can forgive me. The ultimate statistic, 10 out of 10 are going to die. Unless the Lord comes back, 10 out of 10 are going to leave this world. And if we think that people that are living the high life, we think they're living living large, if we think that they don't ever wonder about eternity, we think, well, I don't think they ever think about it. I think we're wrong. We're wrong. Because they do. Because the Bible says that in Ecclesiastes that God has set eternity in the heart of every man and every woman. He's set eternity. It's, there, everyone has a wonder, a question, a thought, a, a longing to know about eternity. He has set eternity in the heart of every person. It's not something that I never think about that. Maybe not in a mixed crowd. But everyone thinks about eternity. Everybody does. And God has made provision. He's made a way through his son. So as we get ready to go into missions, I just want you to know, we're not, you know, all the things that we do in the area of missions, it's not trying to, it's not trying to, to send a doctrinal argument for why there's 330 million gods in India, and we have to explain to you why they're all bad. To me, all I have to do, we just got to introduce people to the living God. And they'll go, man, there's nothing like this love and this mercy. I know this is simple this morning, but sometimes I think we have to pull down and pull away all this stuff, I, I don't really understand that. And, and I'm not real clear on that. And, and I can't explain that. Can you say this? 
that God loved the world, God loves you so much that he sent his one and only son to die on the cross. That if you would believe on him, put your faith in him and trust that he died for your sin, that you could be born again and that you would have eternal life. Say it in your own words, John 3, 16. If we can just take that verse and figure out a way to share that. Five parts, just five parts. God loved the world so much that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him would have eternal life. Five parts, God, man, forgiveness, heaven, eternity, forgiveness of sin. Just simple. It's simple. Rather than feeling like I have to have a degree, and I'm not against degrees, and I had a temperature last week. (laughs) I apologize for that. (laughs) Sorry. I'm not. You know, honestly, I'm learning all the time. I try to learn. I'm trying to, to grow. I am. I'm not knocking anything. But I'm saying sometimes we feel as though that we can't do because we're not qualified. If Jesus is your Lord, then right here in Yuma, or wherever you're from, wherever you live, we can share this message of hope. And so I want to take a minute and pray. And I want us to also allow God to speak to us for what we will do in missions too. Because missions is not only in this city, it's, it's around the world. That's really, we're a, we're a mission-focused church. A mission-focused church. But I don't want to focus on the world so much out there that I forget the world around me. Because somebody close to me led me to Christ. And I've had the privilege of leading others to Christ around me as well. And if every single one of us would allow God to change our heart and to stir us and to just make us passionate for the souls of men to share the message, we're not responsible for the results, we're responsible for the seed. We're sowers. We sow the message of Christ. Let me pray. 